Film Fanatics. From the silver screen to your earphones. With Alan Azulay and Gal Balaban. Yeah, wait, I just realized I enjoyed Bad Bunny's acting more than Michael Shannon's acting in a movie. Oh my god. Alright, welcome back to Film Fanatics, where we talk about the movies that have us obsessed, excited, and inspired. I'm Gaul. And I'm Alan. In this episode, we're going to be reviewing Bullet Train, the new Brad Pitt movie from Sony. And we're going to take ba- take a look back at Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock's Speed from 1994. I love our theme for today's episode, which is just fast transportation vehicles. Exactly. Now, usually we don't like take a minute to like mourn things on this um on this podcast but we have to mourn the the cancellation of the batgirl movie that was sad it's so weird what warner brothers is like trying to hype up their audience more about their future movies very unsuccessfully and then they do this which is just like very upsetting from every level like as someone who who's actually excited for this movie and someone who likes movies like what kind of precedent is this yeah, uh, I think we've both of us mentioned before how much we were excited for this movie. So we had both of us had some time to like deal with it, you know, yeah. in our own way. This sucks, man. <laughs> There's no easy way. There's no going around this. Um, this doesn't make any sense. It doesn't like it. I, <laughs> I get the whole like they're writing it off as a financial. I don't know what it's called, but they're writing it off. And basically, they'll get like a $20 million tax break from it, right? If they don't release it. That's oh what, my God. That's what they're getting. And that's a loophole that they can use only, I guess, for a, like a couple of months after the merger. But like my thought process is like, even if the movie sucks, because that, that was their defense, right? They're all over saying that they're not going to release movies that they don't believe in. And first of they all... They made it already, so they clearly believed in it. But it's just a slap in the face of the creators. Of Imagine the, working on this movie, yeah. Even if the movie sucks, even if the movie is the worst movie of all time, it's still a superhero movie, and it would make work worldwide at least like probably 150 to 100 million dollars, right? Also, like we're living in a world where Morbius came out in theaters. We got three Fantastic Four movies: Catwoman with Holly Berry, the 2016 Suicide Squad, like. Can this really be worse than that? I I doubt it. I honestly <laughs> doubt it. Like, the directors are very talented. Like, I loved their episodes of Miss Marvel, and Leslie Grace is such a fantastic actress. And I feel so bad. I feel for horrible her. for her. This was supposed to be her moment. At the same time, the optics in this are horrible, because you are scrapping a Petro movie with a black Latina lead. And um, that hurts a lot. And like, Muslim directors, and you're doing that while keeping the Flash alive. Yeah, that that definitely crossed my mind. Like, what president does this set for diversity and stuff? Like, this could have been her moment for a lot of Latina girls, for a lot yeah. of audiences. Like, yeah, and like <laughs> with this, with the situation of the Flash right now. Ezra Miller was just like arrested again, I think. Like I don't think yesterday. like we need representation for felons or assault convicts. I don't understand like the, the the again the optics of this look bad. And in some way I don't think he will ever be able to live this down. 
And he could have just released it on HBO Max or give gave it like a little theatrical window to try to recoup some of the money. And I think he would have been better off in case of like when we're talking about optics, right? But that's it. Uh, Hollywood is always terrible with optics. I'd like to mention as well, terrible week for Latino representation because <laughs> James Franco was also cast to play Fidel Castro. I hope that's a joke, but I know it's not because I also read that. So, terrible week to, to you know, be Latino. In- <laughs> and not to mention James Franco's past. Um, Similar like, to uh, Ezra Miller. Exactly. Stuff. So, I don't know, man. Um, Maybe we already need a new uh, Warner Brothers leadership. Yeah, it lasted a month. To, I guess, calm people from the bad growth thing and, like, the whole situation with DC and whatever the hell is happening. They release, they very unceremoniously released the Joker 2 trailer. Not even a trailer, like, just a little announcement. teaser announcement thing. Not even a teaser. Yeah. Just, like, them dancing around, which I guess proves the whole musical thing. Um, it's coming out on October 4th, 2024. I don't need this movie. I that's a bad trade. Batgirl for Joker. Like, look, I'm sure it'll be at least good. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. I don't. Whatever. Need, we don't need it. Like, I'm not excited. We don't need it. I'm just curious. If you wanted to announce something, announce Batman Two. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That would be much better. Batman 2. Yeah. That would make a lot of people. Or that like. Batgirl cancellation was just a prank. Yeah, and confirm, please, that Blue Beetle is not gonna get canceled. Do you have other news for us that isn't Warner Discovery related? Yeah, so about a property that Warner Brothers used to own. Um, oh, did they? Did not know that. The first Creed was Warner Brothers, and then now it's just MGM. Uh, basically, they confirmed that there's going to be a Drago spinoff. It's so a, it's supposed it, to be a Creed 2 spinoff about the about Ivan and Victor Drago. So it would be like after Creed 2. Got it. But Sylvester Stallone is pissed because... Apparently, like, they're not including him in the production team, and he hates that. He also complained before that he wasn't invited back for Creed, for Creed 3. Creed 3 is coming out, and it's directed by Michael B. Jordan. Sly's not going to be in it, which I think is okay. Like, he can still have his own story, even though we always love to see Rocky. Yeah. But as much as, like, this seems like an ego trip, I kind of agree with him that we don't need a cinematic universe out of the creed movies like yeah. like it's nice that we had this spin-off and then stallone got to pass the torch now we just need the creed story we don't yeah. need we don't need them all to like yeah. break off and then team up and, and like creed vengers <laughs> i don't know man i'm not complaining that much about this because we've been missing movies in that range right that medium 40 million dollar oh for sure production range so I'm not complaining that we haven't won more of those because we don't have a lot of those anymore, especially going to the movies. Um, this is not the first spinoff that they like decided to announce and then nothing happened. Like there was originally another one where it's like Rocky was training like a like a Mexican boxer who like came from the border and is trying to support his family or something. There was like a pitch that Stallone had and then they just announced it and didn't do anything with it. So I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if this didn't 
see the light of day at the end. Yeah, and Sly, I think he wanted to also direct Creek 2 and it ended up not happening as well. Well, because uh, he said that he wanted like a fresher voice or something, but I don't know if it was his choice or yeah. MGM's. I don't know. It turned out a really great movie, so yeah, I'm not complaining. Yeah, uh, both the Creed movies yeah, are great. Stephen Cable Jr. directed that one and it was yeah. fantastic. Leo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese are tackling together the naval survival movie The Wager for Apple TV+. Thank God I love that streaming service. Don't touch it. Uh, according to The Hollywood Reporter, uh, Keanu Reeves is joining Scorsese's Devil in the White City as well. Yeah, so Scorsese, that one's a show. Yeah, Scorsese is doing a lot of shit. Yeah, but man's busy. Um, even though his next movie was supposed to come out this year, and then like... It's taking that, longer. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Killers of the Flower Moon. Thank you. Like, I'm not going to complain, like, if he if he's still working on it to make it the best it can be. But the more Scorsese, the merrier. Like, yeah. now they've been doing, like, he's been doing, like, a movie every three, four years. But he has a lot in development now. Like, he has something with Jonah Hill, too. So I'm down for this. Yeah, it looks like a, like it would be a good movie. And if Apple's in on it, I'm in on it. We've been through yeah. this before. Also, they're... They're collaborating with Paramount on Killers of the Flower Moon, and they're giving it a full theatrical release first. So if that goes well, maybe they could do it for all of Scorsese's yeah, Apple movies. Apparently, The Wager, they're also doing that. Oh, yay. So, uh, yeah. And he wanted to do that with Netflix for The Irishman, but at the end, they only did a limited release. Maybe that's why he moved. Ooh. And um, Tough Netflix. And I'll tell you what. Tough on Netflix, because if he wins anything... It's going to go yeah. on Apple's trophy cabinet again. Exactly. So, Even yeah. though, arguably, they should have won for Roma. Apparently, there's a remake of uh, Working Girl coming out with Selena Gomez, which I guess is a thing. Listen, I like that my girl Selena is getting some, getting some work off of uh, Only Murders because she wasn't getting a lot of work before that. So I like that she's getting work. She's a great actress. Um, also, great childhood witch. Yeah. Top tier. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand the fascination with remakes that Hollywood has. Working Girl, I've actually watched recently. It's a good movie. Like, yeah. It got um, like six Oscar nominations in the 80s. It was with Sigourney Weaver, Harrison Ford. It's like this workplace comedy, but like um also like kind of about like women rising in the workplace i don't know i feel like selena gomez would be fit for like a an empowering workplace comedy but working girl does not need a new update why don't you make remakes of movie that movies that sucked and yeah then you can make a better version of it speaking of directors that i like jeff nichols i don't know if you've seen much from him uh he's directing a new movie it's called the bike riders which I guess, like, the title is kind of self-explanatory, like, a biker gang movie, like, Sons of Anarchy, I guess, which I feel like could be good. Um, and it's starring Tom Hardy, Jodie Comer, and Austin Butler. It's the right lead for that, isn't it? For a biker movie <laughs> to have Tom Hardy in the in the, in the lead. Yeah. But also, yeah. Jeff Nichols, like, he's he has some really great movies. He did Mud with Matthew McConaughey, um, Take Shelter with Michael Shannon, uh, Loving with Joel Edgerton, and... Um, 
who else is it? Ruth Nega was the other person in it. He's like really skilled actually. So um, he was, he originally was going to direct like the quiet place spinoff and then he left it. So I'm glad that he's doing something that's like only his stamp on it. Moving on uh, to our total recall review of the week. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Total Recall is we take an older movie that somewhat relates to the movie that we're reviewing for the week, the new movie, and we review that as well. So this week we have Speed from uh, 1994. I've actually been campaigning to have this movie on Total Recall for a while. You have. Since we started, I think. Maybe. Pop quiz, hot shot. There's a bomb on a bus. Once the bus goes 50 miles an hour, the bomb is armed. If it drops below 50, it blows up. What do you do? What do you do? No. Are you insured? Yeah, why? He's the only solution. We just got a ransom demand from your terrorist. Says he's rigged the city bus. Where's Jack? It stars Keanu Reeves, Sandra Bullock, Dennis Hopper, Jeff Daniels, Alan Ruck, and Glenn Plummer. And uh, Joe Morton was also in it. Oh, yeah, you're right. And Joe Morton. Uh, great cast. <laughs> right? Especially for, like, uh, Quiza. I guess back in the day, this was a niche. But today, I think it would have been considered, like, a more niche action movie. Really? Because I, I always felt like this had a... This was a very mainstream sort of feel of an action movie. But I feel like mainstream in the good way. Like, it's, yeah. like it's something you can turn on with anyone who enjoys movies and just have a really good time. Yeah. It gets corny though sometimes. I think the corniest corny. thing I mean Keanu Reeves that, like he can be it. cheesy. I think that's it. I think most of the corniness comes from him in this movie. And uh not not to bag on him in any way. He's one of my favorite actors. But it does get weird sometimes. Like in the end, they're supposed to be having, having like this romantic scene, and he says something really weird. I don't remember what it was. But like, oh, um, the ending line I remember this is when, um, basically, they've just gone through like the final act of an action movie, and he saved her from the bad guy. And then he goes, um, you know, relationships based on intense experiences are not supposed to last that long. And she's like, "Great, we'll base it off sex then," <laughs> which uh. I think is like it doesn't hold up well. But it's funny. It's funny. Like I laughed when it happened, but it's so cheesy. But if I saw, if I saw like two people doing that in real life, I'm like, stop! You need help. And why were there so many people watching them? Oh yeah, <laughs> and filming them. People were filming them, and I'm like, why are you filming these people make out? On I watched a this crashed train. So I watched this movie for the first time, like on TV with my parents. And I think my mom reacted like, oh, what a cute ending. I've heard relationships based on intense experiences never work. Okay. We'll have to base it on sex then. Whatever you say, man. <laughs> like, I got into this movie for the first time back when I was first, like, getting into older action movies where, like, The Terminator... I saw for the first time or the matrix. So this became like top five favorite movies for me for like a, for like a minute. Keanu, even though like he's not the best dramatic actor, there's always something great about his action movie presence. Yeah. I think he got way better. Like, uh, as an actor nowadays, I guess if, if we talk about like John wick, for instance, right. 
when he has like dialogue scenes and like dramatic scenes, he stepped up his game compared to like. I feel like John Wick is like, like a that. genuinely acting performance though. Um, yeah, and he he's really good in those. Yeah, what about his romance with Sandra Bullock? Besides the last, like they have some good chemistry when they're trying to work together at least they before do. before the cheesy but ending. It's a very movie thing for them to get together. They just got together because he was movie guy and she was movie girl. No, you have to understand, they're both hot, so that's exactly. the rule. They have to get together they're, if they're both hot. They're hot, they're straight, and they're like a man and a woman, and that's it. Alan Ruck, I never realized that was him until... Because I'm like a couple months after my succession binge. And so as soon as I see young Alan Ruck, I'm like, okay, this is going to be good. He is pretty funny. He's pretty funny, but like, it's a weirdly small role for him. I don't know if it's because of succession, but I have like a higher standard of Alan Ruck in my head now. But what else did he do back then besides Ferris Bueller? Probably not a lot, but like, I don't know. I think maybe it's just because of succession that I'm like, give this guy more to do. True. He's a great actor. Give him more stuff. Yeah, so Joe Morton, he's really so, good yeah. as a police captain. Joe Morton is fantastic. I love Joe Morton. Joe Morton, like, he played um, the father of the main girl on Scandal. I haven't seen it. Uh, it's a fantastic show. It goes on for way too long, but it's a fantastic show. And he's always great. Man, I, I love him. He's also, like, speaking of action movies that I loved back then, he was in Terminator 2 yeah. as Miles Dyson, who's the guy who creates Skynet. Also, I mean, Jeff Daniels, like, he was in that position where, looking back, I was like, oh, they didn't actually give him that much to do. But, um... I did not like him in this movie. Really? Like, I love Jeff Daniels, don't get me wrong, I just think he maybe was miscast. Because he was way, like, too serious. Jeff Daniels, for me, it's, like, more of, like, a comedic actor. Like, you didn't give him enough comedic lines i feel like maybe but he he has good dramatic stuff like there's the yeah. show the newsroom where i haven't seen all of it yeah but he's like like he is good when you give him no, this stuff to good, do he's a good dramatic actor that's not what i meant but like yeah i guess especially in the 90s i was i was like going in like expecting funny. him to be funny if they made this movie today he would have also been really good as a police captain like if he was like an older actor Oh, yeah, if you mean if, like, they did, like, Speed 3 for some reason. Yeah. Um, he would definitely be, like, the police captain and Keanu would still be a cop yeah. after 50 years. Like, you know how Ed Harris is to Tom Cruise in Top Gun Maverick? Like, you should be a three-star admiral by now. Exactly. So it'd be like, you should be uh, the commissioner of the whole city by now, but you're still uh, taking on hijacked buses and shit. Exactly. I, for sure, if that happens... <laughs> If that movie happens, this is the plot they're going for. I'm sure of it. Not to mention, I haven't seen it, but apparently they had a horrible sequel, Speed 2 Cruise Control. I haven't seen that either. I haven't seen it, but it's like the same thing, but on a boat. And uh, it's with, with the same cast, right? Sandra Bullock came back. Keanu, I don't think did. Willem Dafoe in Speed- was in this movie, apparently. Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Um, As the villain, yeah. actually, which I could... like. Again, if they made this movie today, Willem Dafoe could have been really good in like the Dennis Hopper, like psychotic bomber kind of guy. Because he was also a villain that got a bit cheesy for me. I, have I actually say. really enjoyed him. Like he was really good. I'm not saying he wasn't really good, but like I, I guess I have to take off my 2022 goggles sometimes. Uh, like when he was like laughing by himself, like for no reason. I yeah. was like. It's a bit too much. I guess for a 90s villain, like, he didn't have some intricate motive. He just, like, enjoyed chaos and 
and wanted money, but he like enjoys the fight and, and the threats and shit, which I think is like a scary, interesting villain. They did a good job. I, I wasn't in in the first uh, sequence, I guess, the part with the elevators. That part I was still like, okay, okay. Like I wasn't that much into it, but as soon as they got on that bus, I got excited. Also, the dude with the car where he hijacks his car and so he's like, funny. "Are you insured?" Yeah, and he like, um, and that dude like I takes out his his somewhere. car door and he's like, "No, no, don't you dare do that!" Oh shit! Pretty good, funny, funny role. I loved it. Oh yeah, he he had like literally two minutes and he was memorable. He was the funniest guy in the movie. Oh for sure. Um. Yeah, honestly, when it comes to Keanu movies, this is right after The Matrix for me, at least with entertainment or classic Keanu. Like John Wick is over this. But when it comes to like older Keanu movies, it would be like Matrix and this and then Point Break and then uh, Bill and Ted. I might agree with you. I might change the order on that a little bit, but like it's pretty up there. You're right. But if we're talking about like all time, like John Wick would be second place. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that. Uh, It's basically Matrix 1. John Wick 1, John Wick 3, John Wick 2. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then Matrix 2 and 3, like, uh, like even below, like, Bill and Ted 3. For sure. And 4 also. I think I'm biased because I discovered this at, a, like, a time where I was really getting into action movies. But I do think it holds up. Like, it's a fun-ass movie. Again, yeah. um, I don't want to say, like, straight-up nostalgia lenses, but I guess a little bit of, like, this being... Bit. Yeah. I guess like this being classic standpoint, I think I got to see this movie and like the premise and the stakes and the conflict. And then also like there's that big final battle where it's like you think it's over, but then they go to another set. I think it does hold up like compared to you. You were in the perfect age. Exactly. For the first time, like compared to like Ambulance, which is also like an L.A. highway chase movie. I'd watch this any day. So speaking of having a bad day on public transportation, <laughs> we're now moving on to Bullet Train. It's directed by David Leach, who directed Deadpool 2 and John Wick 1. Okay, yeah, he co-directed John Wick 1. He wasn't, like, credited, but he did. And then he also directed Atomic Blonde and Hobson Shaw. Thank you. Let me preface you by saying this movie currently have a 54%. That's actually what I was going to start with. Screw the critics on this one. We'll ruin your life the way you ruin mine. Dude, I don't even know you. There's nothing simple about this job. Something else going on here. Yeah, I'm not the only one on this train looking for this case. Evan, hmm. where's the briefcase? Oh, it's not shit. It was just there. I enjoyed the shit out of this movie. When it comes to original action movies this year, like the gray man we said was fine. Um like this is much better exactly like this is genuine in my opinion a great movie that I you can even it. watch again uh yeah also like i fucking love how witty this is like i guess you can make like guy Ritchie or tarantino comparisons but this movie makes like the the most like savage jokes and or it flashes back to like um to like long like bloody flashbacks when it needs to like introduce a new character who may or may not die five seconds later like it doesn't take itself that seriously but that's also what makes it so entertaining and like cleverly crafted it's good to go to the movies 
and have fun. <laughs> yeah, straight we up. We were laughing the whole way through. I had a smile. Like, this movie's... Like, I felt like this movie was made for me, honestly. So, so good. Like, I'm, I'm right now I'm on the IMDb page, and the trailer's playing, and it's the scene where in the when they're supposed to be in the quiet card. And that scene is so funny. You don't remember me. You look like every white homeless man I've ever seen. Really? You don't remember me? Dicks, lady. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I'm working on it. Brian Tyree Henry. I love the guy, but him with a British accent and making Thomas the Tank Engine references. That's like a new level of comedy. Yeah, and how that came back in a more dramatic way yeah. like later on. Like uh, the I think the comedy is the highlight of this movie, and right after the action scenes, I feel like mm-hmm. that's a fair. But right after, I would put the dramatic moments. There's some great dramatic moments here as well. The story flows. You're never bored. Like even though, like you're always moving and going from one place to another. A lot of critics were like, "Yeah, but like, why did he take you off the train to go to like a flashback? Like, why that slowed the movie down?" I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. It it's not worked. like there was a flashback where people were like standing in a in a exactly. dark room and talking for five minutes. It was like a flashback where like fifteen plus people get murdered. I did not like Joey King's character. Okay, it, it. I started off agreeing with that. I enjoyed her later on. I don't know. I feel like with a different actress, it could have been fantastic. Yeah. And also, I don't know. Like there are times where she just disappears and comes back. Probably the worst character, but I didn't think she was that bad. She wasn't that bad, but like because the movie, in my opinion, was so good, like she kind of like stood Stuck out. out. Okay. Like you said, she sometimes disappeared for no reason, and uh, sometimes she was like a little bit too intense. Like, I kind of had a similar flaw with Michael Shannon. Like, not really his fault, but just, like, his accent and his whole monologue. He has yeah. a monologue. I that part you. was, like, that was the only part where I dozed off at all. But, again, I love Michael Shannon, so I was kind of just happy to see him. These are still, like, good performances. I just didn't like her character. Yeah, wait. I just realized I enjoyed Bad Bunny's acting more than Michael Shannon's acting in a movie. Oh, my God. It's also colorful. Like, David Leitch, um, like, he always directs, like... Like, he gave Deadpool 2 his own style. Um, Atomic Blonde, I didn't care for the script, but I'll go back and rewatch the action scenes because they're freaking awesome. Um, like, again, like, this is a guy who came from the first John Wick, which everyone will agree is one of the coolest action movies of the last couple of years. Uh, you get, you definitely feel that energy, but it's also fun and comedic. And I love that that little balance of, like, like literally people are dying left and right but you're smiling the whole time. Yeah, this is this is what you said before. Like I don't get people keep complaining that we don't get new stuff. And then when we get new stuff that's good, people dog on like the smallest details and like on the on the like Yeah, I think without like nostalgia or sequel glasses like people are just like I don't know, overanalyzing the plot. Maybe like some of the like bad guy reveals didn't come together sure but honestly like however crazy this got i was just in for the ride i'll give you my two my three highlights i guess of the movie brad pitt of course his movie he's fantastic in it i love seeing brad pitt being like witty and funny and just an asshole but like a lovable asshole love that two brian tyree henry he was 100 percent 
He was so sweet. He and Aaron and Taylor Johnson. At the same time. And so funny. So, so funny. And my third one would be Aaron Taylor Johnson. And just their, their back and forth. He and Aaron, whenever they were together, like, they must have had so much fun doing those scenes together. If you give me one thing out of this movie, rather than a sequel, I would love a spin-off about those two. Yeah. Like, I feel like it would be so fun. We are right on schedule. Everything that's ever happened to you. This is gonna sting, bitch! Oh. Has led you here. Fate. That's a shit deal. And just to take us home, I love the story that this guy went from being Brad Pitt's stunt double to his direct. Okay, so he was, he was Brad in, Pitt's double in yeah. Fight Club. In Fight Club. Oh, and Mr. and Mrs. Smith also. God bless him. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm never going to rewatch this movie because I wanted to keep it as a 10 out of 10 in my head. Really? In is it a head, 10 for you? In my in my head, uh, canon, which I haven't watched this movie in 10 years, but like... Oh, I thought you were talking about Bullet Train. No, 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 no. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I recently rewatched Mr. and Mrs. That's Smith. Why, that's why I'm not doing it. And I was it. really harsh on it. That's why I'm not doing in it. In my opinion, deservedly so, and other people's not, but... So I'm not doing it. I'm keeping it as a 10 out of 10 in my head. I don't care. That good? That's good. Great episode. Uh, guys, if you're listening to it right now, the full, I guess, extended episode where we don't cut anything is going to be on YouTube. That's what you're watching right now, if you're watching it on YouTube. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, we'll see you guys soon. We have special guests coming in the next episode. Oh, yeah. Season 2 is going to end on a bang. Yes, and we're reviewing in the next episode Pray. So get ready for that. Uh, I'm Alan signing off. I'm Gaul signing off. See you guys soon. Bye, guys.